0: Hello, and welcome back to Cape Corner, where we explore the history, story, and cultural impact of different character or group every episode. I'm Blue.
1: I'm Jordan. And I'm Jay.
0: And uh, we're doing another Kingdom Hearts episode today. Uh, I've been saying for a while that it's been a while um, to illustrate how long it's been since the last one of these. Um, since the last Kingdom Hearts episode... I went through a breakup, (laughs) moved residences, gotten two different new jobs, and started college.
1: And I went through a half breakup, then a full breakup, then undid the breakup, then moved, and then (laughs) there were so many things. Jesus Christ.
0: Whoa, wait, 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 wait. Undid the breakup? I didn't know about that part. Oh,
1: did I forget to update you on the...
0: (laughs) Are you two together again?
1: Hello? My phone locked. I'm okay. Uh... (laughs) 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 Yes, it took a while. Um, we were, yeah, we, we worked through some stuff. It's, things are good. Um, uh, but, okay. but good God, it has been a long time since the last one of these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jay, what chaotic things have happened in your life since the last time we did a Kingdom Hearts episode?
2: Um, I became a supervisor and I'm talking to someone. <laughs> nice.
1: Woohoo.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I wish I was talking to someone. All right, so.
1: Oh, you're no, uh, you're no longer talking to that someone.
0: Uh, dude, it's fucking. It's a dating app. Like I, I talk to oh, yeah. one, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm super into you." And then next, I'm ghosted. It's like, okay, so.
1: that's how they go.
0: Yeah, uh, I guess I'm just not interesting enough. Um, so nah. I'll take my uh, above. No, nah,
1: she's the she's the boring one.
0: Yeah, I'm super fucking interesting. Oh yeah. Sorry anyway, about this video game book that I'm holding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, if you can't laugh at yourself, who can you? Who can you laugh at? I guess others. It's <laughs> early. <laughs> I guess. Um. All right. So, here's a here's a quick recap of the Kingdom Hearts story that I. Uh, I've told you so far that I feel will be relevant. I'm not going to go over the Birth by Sleep stuff today, because it... Well, okay, I guess I do have to a little bit. Okay, so uh, uh, Terra, Ventus, and Aqua, they all got fucked up by that douche nozzle master Xehanort, and uh, now one of them's possessed, and one of them's in hell, and one of them's in a coma. That sucks. Uh, uh, but the one in the coma ventus he uh got put uh in the transformed homeworld of theirs land of departure now called castle oblivion um uh then like 10 years after all that shit uh sora kairi and riku three good friends all just chilling on the beach oh somebody opened the door to darkness and now your home is dead uh time to go on a magic adventure with a duck and a dog uh and they they went through all the disney worlds and Sora got a giant key that's kind of like a sword and at the end his friend Riku got possessed by um, a man uh, too eager to show off his pectorals named Ansem Seeker of Darkness he turned into a boat <laughs> and and Sora and then killed him real good because Kingdom Hearts is light. Um, oh, by the way, I, I did listen back to the previous Kingdom Hearts episode just to be sure of what I like told you guys last. Um, and I had a bunch of audio issues and that fucking sucks because in the part where I was trying to quote Sora in the most memorable quote of the game, it, it sounded like I was talking through cardboard Oh, remind us what it was so that you have a good audio clip of it. uh, He's like, um, uh, Ansem is, like, opening the door to darkness, and he's like, Kingdom Hearts, fill me with the power of darkness, and darkness starts seeping out, and then Sora's like, you're wrong, I know now, without a doubt, Kingdom Hearts is light, and Searing Light shoots out fucking Murders, that son of a bitch. Zora so killed his first man. Alright. Well, he wasn't a man. He was he was uh, heartless. So, you know, he just looked like a man. So it's fine. Well, I guess he already did crush Clayton to death, but... <laughs> Yeah, um I don't know if I mentioned it. Uh in in the Tarzan world, deep jungle, uh Clayton started turning into a heartless but he he wasn't like a heartless yet but he attracted a giant heartless called a stealth sneak which is a chameleon so at first it looks like Clayton's floating but he's really riding on the back of an invisible beast mm-hmm. over the course of the fight they separate and at the end you deal enough, enough damage to the stealth sneak that he collapses on top of Clayton and they both die
1: <laughs> Ooh.
0: yeah so whoops
1: Whoopsie.
0: Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. So today we're going to uh, talk mainly about Chain of Memories. But in order to talk about Chain of Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I forgot. Um, Riku uh, and King Mickey are in the Realm of Darkness. They had to stay in that realm to lock um, the Door to Darkness on both sides while Sora... Uh, Donald and Goofy stayed on the Realm of Light side. Um, Aqua was there and nobody knew about it except for Mickey, who is a little fucking bastard and he just didn't say anything about it for several games. People, I I need you to know, people are extremely love-hate with Mickey in this series. Uh, After that he just didn't tell anybody that Aqua was in the realm of darkness. People hate this fucking rat. (laughs) He gives the most (laughs) weak fucking excuse either. Because even Riku is like, you knew she was down there? Why didn't you tell me? And he's like, I had to respect her choice. And it's like, she didn't choose to be abandoned She chose to fucking save Riku and them. She didn't choose for you to not tell them.
1: (laughs) Oh, oh, fuck you! Let's go to Disney World!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully, Yin sits in the room at the time and he gives the much better follow-up of, okay, but if you guys had known she was down there, you would have staged some half-baked rescue attempt before you were ready. It's like, okay, fine. I guess. (laughs) Um, where where was I going with that oh yeah anyway uh, I'm mostly going to be talking about um, Chain of Memories but I got to start by talking about um, Kingdom Hearts 358 Days over 2 it took me a second to remember how to say that Um, because Days starts during the events of Kingdom Hearts 1 and then, after the events of Days has started, all of Chain of Memories happens, and then the rest of Days happens. So, Days goes right up to Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, so, I believe I mentioned uh, that in Kingdom Hearts 1, in Hollow Bastion, in order to free Kyrie's heart and resurrect her, Sora had to stab himself with the Keyblade of Hearts, and he released his own heart and became a heartless. And he was a heartless for all of like 10 minutes. And then Kyrie managed to, with the power of love and some deus ex machina shit of her being a princess of heart, essentially returned Sora to his like normal form. Um, but he was a heartless. So that created a nobody named Roxas. And um, Xehanort's nobody... Xemnas found Roxas in a world called Twilight Town immediately after he formed and it's just like hey kid you look stupid like uh, like you don't have all of your memories of being a human it's alright take this black cloak and join my shady organization I'm going to put an X in your name you're uh Roxas now he's just like okay um I should also say Zemnis has the deepest fucking voice known to mankind. Um, Jay, I know you at least have seen Naruto, right? Yeah. Okay, you know Kurama? Yep. Xemnas um, <laughs> has his voice actor. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, Jordan, for, for context... In the, in the series of Naruto, um, he has a giant demon fox, the nine-tailed fox, sealed inside of him. Mm-hmm. And the nine-tailed fox will be like, Naruto, belong <laughs> to Or some shit like that, right?
1: Yeah. It costs. Um, to.
0: No. <laughs> That's just me. I'm not that good <laughs> at that. Um, well, yeah. Uh, his voice actor voices Xemnas, so he's like, you seek answers or some shit. I can't. It's so it's impossible for me to go as low as his voice is.
1: You know, I probably yeah. could have before I developed lots of conditions that fucked up my voice.
0: <laughs> I think, I think his name is like Paul St. Peter or something like that. Um, he, he's a wild voice actor. He's great. Um, That's cool. Okay. So, Roxas puts on the black cloak and he joins organization 13, which you might remember when, um, apprentice Xehanort. So this is old man. Xehanort has possessed Terra, has lost his memory, has become an apprentice to Ansem the wise. Um, one day he just decided to go ham. He, he stole Ansem's identity and then immediately started fucking stabbing, uh, all of the other apprentices with the keyblade turning them into heartless and nobodies and he gathered up the nobodies with his nobody and he was like hey we're going to form an organization and they were like well you definitely just took away our humanity but sure i guess we'll follow you um because you know what else are you going to do at that point and roxas has now been inducted into their group they have recruited a few other members so they had, um, numbers one through eight. Yeah. It was, um, Xemnas, Alden, Vexen, Lexius, Zexion, Syx and Axel. Um, and since then they also recruited numbers nine through 12 named, uh, Demix Luxord, Marluxia, and Larkseen. Larkseen is the token girl. Um, she's also a stone cold bitch, and I fucking hate her. Um, I, I think I've seen like one person who really likes Larxine, but that's because she has like an S&M fetish. Ooh. Yeah, like, it's just this girl who, like, I like to watch people play through the Kingdom Hearts games for their first time a lot, and this newest girl who I've stumbled upon, uh, she she's just so fucking thirsty for Larkine, she's like, oh my god. <laughs> like, like, Larkine kicks Sora in the chest, and she's just like, god, I wish she would do that to me. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Um, so Roxas is number 13 in the organization and again because he doesn't have the memories of being Sora he's kind of like a zombie Um, but our boy Axel he is the nobody of Lee. Lee met Ventus that one time and Roxas looks exactly like Ventus so he's like hey this, this kid looks a lot like my old friend I, I kind of want to try befriending him. And so he decides to mentor uh, Roxas. And uh, every day after their mission, they go up to the Twilight Town clock tower and eat some sea salt ice cream and their friends. cute. Um, despite the fact that Axel insists that they're nobodies and they don't have feelings, uh, he, he starts like to kind of like joke around and laugh and have a good time with friends um he starts teaching i remember there's one scene it technically doesn't happen until later but there's no point in me like not saying it right now where he pence and olette um these three kids uh living in twilight town running around and fucking around and everything and axel is like uh wow uh have they been playing all day? Uh, is it summer break already? No, it can't be. It's too early. And Roxas is like, "What well, for vacation? He's like, oh, it's a time where um, all the school kids get a whole month off. And uh, this was happening during a day where the organization was given a day off and Roxas didn't know what to do with himself. And Roxas is like, a whole month? You know, I, I don't even know how to fill a day. And Axel's like, oh, it's fine, you know, you spend the time with like uh with your friends every day and you goof off and you push off all your work until the last minute and then you rush to get it done. Trust me, the time flies by like nobody's business. And Roxas is like, I could handle a week maybe, or like seven days. And it's an extremely distressing line if you've already played Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, but we'll get there. <laughs> oh man, Kingdom Hearts Two is going to be the game where I struggle to hold it together, to be perfectly honest. Um, so, you know they're they're learning, and er, Roxas is learning how to like be a human being again, essentially. And then, three hundred fifty-eight days over two decides to throw a curveball our way. We find out that there was a 14th member of the organization 13, um, named Shion, who is another girl. So Larkseen is no longer the token girl. Um, and she's always got her hood up, so we can't really see her face, but, um, she doesn't talk much or anything. Uh. And that's all you will know of her for right now, because this is where we start to go into uh, Chain of Memories. Basically, uh, Axel tells Roxas, hey, we're not going to go on missions for a little while. Uh, I've got a job that I got to do. They're sending me to uh, the organization's other hideout. I should say the organization is based in a world in between light and darkness called the world that never was which is in fact one of the coolest world names <laughs> in the whole series. Um, it's also cool because it's like a city there's like skyscrapers and whatnot. And you don't get that a lot in Kingdom Hearts. Love skyscrapers. There is also a giant floating white castle <laughs> floating above the city.
1: That's much cooler than the skyscrapers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. It's, it's hard for me to properly describe it because it's like, it looks almost like mechanical, but like in a, like, there's a lot of like curved white plates that almost look like they're made of like stone or ivory or something. Um, it, it looks like these like curved plates have been stacked on top of each other to make spires. Um. I'm not at my computer, but if you guys want to Google the world that never was to see what it looks like, you can. Um, but uh, he's like, yeah, we I got to go to the organization's second hideout. And Roxas is like, what's the second hideout? And he's like, it's a place called Castle Oblivion. So the organization has started searching through Castle Oblivion. And if you're just playing these games, you you don't know why, but with our prior knowledge of all the shit with Birth by Sleep, we know that Xehanort wants to find uh, Ventus. His body is hidden in Castle Oblivion. So, uh, yeah, I, I should also say um, when Aqua like gave Terra Xehanort her Keyblade armor and Keyblade and shot them back up to get him out of the realm of darkness and back into the realm of light. They recovered her armor and keyblade. So in um in Hollow Bastion in the castle um there is a secret room called the Chamber of Repose. Which Zemnus has access to. And it's just got Aqua's armor and keyblade in it. And every once in a while he goes down there to just talk to it. Um and through some Kingdom Hearts 2 final mix exclusive cutscenes, we find out from Zigbar talking to Zexion, like, oh, the, the Chamber of Repose is part of a pair. He's, he's trying to find the Chamber of Waking, which is the room that uh, Ventus is in. So, save yourself that mystery. Uh, that's what it is. Um, but yeah, so Axel's like, alright, I'm going with a group. I'm going with um, number four, Vexen, who is the crazy mad scientist guy. Number five, Lexius, who he is big, generic, silent anime warrior guy that doesn't talk much. Um, Number six, Zexion, who he was a little kid uh, back in Birth by Sleep, so he's the youngest. Uh, He is another scientist, but he's more of like a a hot topic illusionist. (laughs) Um, Number eleven, Marluxia, who he his entire thing is being a pretty, pretty man. Like he's got long, like spiky pink hair. Um, like literally, the first time we see him pull his hood down, flower petals comes out of it, like rose petals. So he's the most macho fucker. Um, so also look. Admittedly, he is. Like his element is flower, but his mm. weapon is fucking scythe. Okay. Kind of got a grim reaper thing going on. It's pretty cool. fascinating. Um, and Larkscene, who, God, fuck her. Um, so it's uh, the five of them and Axel, they all had the castle oblivion. Now, picking up from the end of Kingdom Hearts One, again. Sora, Donald, and Goofy. They were on a road. They're like, we gotta find Riku and King Mickey. We don't know where the door to light is. For some inexplicable reason, Pluto shows up with a letter in his mouth, which is bearing the king's seal. He runs off. You run towards him. And they're just running down the, the long road. Field. And that's where Kingdom Hearts 1 ended. And Chain of Memories, they've decided to take a nap in the field, because it's nighttime at this point. Sora gets up presumably to take oh. um, and he just see hooded figure who keeps like teleporting behind them to be all fucking nothing personnel kid. Um, and he's very cryptically like, along the road ahead lies something you need. But in order to claim it, you must lose that which is dear to you, and he just fucking floats away and then vanishes. Uh, and it is Marluxia, um, but they continue walking, and eventually, the grassy field at some point, I guess, gives way to this fucking inky black void with like the the road, the like curvy road that they were walking on is now like a curvy, like floating stone pathway to essentially this floating island, which has a giant castle on it. And this is Castle of Lepian. Uh Okay. So before I like deep dive full fist into uh, Chain of Memories, do you guys have any questions? No. Okay. Uh, so... They go inside and um, we hear Sora speak in Chain of Memories for the first time. And for those who are playing the games for the first time, in order, uh, using the new, um, you know, HD collections, they will be shocked. Um, because Sora is going through puberty. <laughs> um, so, again... When Chain of Memories first came out, it was a Game Boy Advance game that had little to no dialogue in the game. It was all text-based. So I should say little to no spoken dialogue. Uh, And then they came out with Kingdom Hearts 2 in 2006. I think. Yes. It's 2005 or 2006, it's one of those. Um, and then in 2007 they did Kingdom Hearts Rechain of Memories, which was a PS2 port of the Game Boy Advance game and for that they had um, you know, voiced cutscenes. But starting with Kingdom Hearts 2, Haley Joel Osment's voice was much deeper because it had been 4 years since Kingdom Hearts 1. And he was an actual child at the time. Um, So going from like, Donald, Goofy, it's so good to see you, to to like, seriously, me too. And everyone's like, whoa. (laughs) Um, I just chalk it up to they were on the road for a few days and his balls dropped because of puberty. I don't know. Sora's 14. It's about time for his voice to change. It's fine. Um, they go inside, and Marluxia starts fucking with them again. And Donald immediately is with the smoke and tries to cast thunder on him, and nothing comes out. And so he's like, Come on, Blizzard? Fire! Why isn't it working? And Marloosh is like, I should think it's obvious. The moment you stepped foot in this castle, you forgot every spell and ability you ever knew. Um, which does not explain why you need to play a card to simply swing a keyblade. But I guess swinging a sword is an ability. Whatever. Um, oh yeah. That. By the way, that's right. They forgot everything so now all their memories have been turned into cards and it's a card game, baby, and it fucking sucks. Oh good. Oh <laughs> Um, have I already gone through my gripes with the gameplay of Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories?
1: Uh, You might have mentioned it.
0: Okay, here's the deal. They wanted to make a card game, but they did not commit to making it a card game. Normally, if you play a card game video game, it's like Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel, or Magic: the Gathering Arena, or fucking Solitaire. I don't know, but the point is, it's turn-based, you're not fighting a clock, right? There's not shit constantly happening. You make a move and then you can sit there and think about what... Well, okay. I mean, there is a clock if you're playing online on, like, Master Duel or something, but the... The, the, the clock on Master Duel is also way too long. Everybody gets, like, eight minutes per turn. That's fucking infuriating. Um, but that's a rant for another day. <laughs> um... The point is, this is not like that. This is still an action RPG. So it's still got the rate of battle of the first Kingdom Hearts game. There are enemies that will jump at you and attack you, and you got to fight back. Unfortunately, now, instead of navigating a simple command menu, which has four options, attack, magic, item, and summon, you now have a deck of cards in the corner of your screen like a like a spiral of cards and when an enemy attacks they play a card with a card number on it and you have to play a card with a bigger number than them and you break through their attack so their attack gets cancelled and you get to counter attack but then they can do the same to you so you got to be careful with the number of cards that you play um you can you can stack up to three cards together to add their values and that will give you access to different abilities but that can also be broken because there's also zero cards where a zero card it can be broken by any card of a value of one or higher but if it's played after it can break anything else so if you have a fucking like 32 value or what and no the maximum is like 27. If you have like a 27 value um Uh, slight that you're using uh which is the name for the abilities and this motherfucker just plays a single zero card well fuck you you just wasted three of your biggest cards oh and also whenever you stack cards um like that only one of them gets reused in your deck to be reshuffled oh and every time you reshuffle your deck it takes longer and longer it's a fucking pain in the ass It's It's already hard enough doing this Dark Souls shit (laughs) of jumping and rolling away from enemy attacks and, you know, being on the defensive. But now your offense is... It it involves fucking mathematicals. Oh, no. It's frustrating. Um, And for many years, I said, fuck it. I, I did not play through Chain of Memories past a certain boss fight um, with Lark Scene. Uh, and I would just YouTube it. And most people I know have just YouTubed it. But, or uh, something, I committed. I was like, God damn it, I am a Kingdom Hearts fan, and this has been my white whale. <laughs> so. I played through all of Chain of Memories. Was it worth it? No, not really. (laughs) (laughs) But I've done it. Yeah. I should also say Chain of Memories is split into two games. You play through the entire game as Sora, through it again as Riku. And Riku's part is much shorter, and it is also much better. Because Riku gets a pre-made deck, you do in your, deck and his pre-made deck is usually pretty fucking good. Um, there were very rarely moments where I struggled playing as Riku. Um, fuck. I, I just realized Riku's story happens simultaneously to Sora's, so now I gotta figure out <laughs> how to tell it. Okay. I think it's before Sora actually shows up. Okay, so Riku is floating in, in just this dark void and he hears a voice which sounds... Okay. I was gonna say it sounds like Ansem's, but here's the thing. It doesn't sound like Ansem. So... In Kingdom Hearts One, Billy Zane voiced Ansem, Seeker of Darkness. Um, and he got replaced after that because he was too expensive. Um, so the voice is similar enough that you can be like, "Oh yeah, sure, Ansem." But if you're hearing it for the first time, you know, you you might not know it's him. Um. But yeah, so Riku hears a voice that's supposed to be Ansem. And he's like, oh, you could stay here floating in the darkness forever, Riku. Or you could take this trading card. <laughs> and he just manifests one of the fucking cards in the void. Um, okay, I should say these cards never come up again. They are they mean nothing they they they're like an integral plot point to chain of memories and then everybody fucking forgets that they exist even in other games when people go into castle oblivion they never use the cards Mm. um so and there's there's never an explanation for why like the, the big thing of this game is, like, about losing memories, right? And we get an explanation for why that happens, but we never get an explanation for why memories are turned into cards and then it's just not necessary to do that ever again. So, you know, <laughs> that's one of the situations where Kingdom Hearts tried to say, fuck the story, we're doing this for gameplay, and they never made that goddamn mistake again. Everything is explained from from now on. Um, okay, so Riku grabs that card and he's like, this seemed like a boring place to take a nap anyway. And Ansem is very condescending, like, condescendingly like, that was very well said, Riku. And then there's a flashlight and suddenly he's in the basement of Castle Oblivion. Castle Oblivion has 25 floors. Uh, There are 13 floors on top, and there are 12 basement floors. And while Sora's story has him going from floor 1 up to floor 13, Riku's story has him going from basement floor 12 to floor 1. Riku appears in the basement, and... Okay... So this is the first time that they just rehash Kingdom Hearts 1. Um, As they go through the castle, they enter rooms that they have to open with cards, which are ingrained with the memories of worlds that Sora visited in Kingdom Hearts 1, and it transforms that section of castle into a memory clone of that world. Um, With Riku, whenever he goes into a world, he sees none of the good guys. Like, the first world he goes to is Hollow Bastion, which is appropriate because it's the first world he arrived in after Destiny Islands was destroyed. But the only person he sees is Maleficent. And he immediately gets into a boss battle with her. Um, which is good, because fuck that bitch. She manipulated him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But he's being told, like... Oh yeah, fucking nobody loves you, Riku. You you submitted to the darkness. You got a tiny dick, and you'll never satisfy a woman. And and, and he's just like, no, uh, it's not true. My cuddlingus game is on point. Yeah, uh, and I'm kidding, by the way. I fucking love Riku. I'm sure he's got a giant floppy horse cock.
1: I'm sure. Him, but,
0: yeah. Uh. But but yeah, they're they're like, you submitted to the darkness, and you cast away all allies in your heart, and that's why in your memories, you can't see anything but enemies. And he's just like, Gugh. you know, the, the anime thing. Um, meanwhile, Sora's having a good fucking time. His first floor is Traverse Town, and he's getting to see Sid and Leon, and Yuffie, and Aerith, and, you know, just having a good old time. Except that in Kingdom Hearts, Aerith is like a weird psychic or some shit. Like, she's got a weird uh, uh, insight to everything. Um, I should also say, I'm. Uh, I didn't play Final Fantasy VII growing up. Like, I knew about Aerith as a character, but other than the fact that she fucking dies, spoiler alert, um, I didn't know anything about her, really. And my first experience playing game Hearts was Kingdom Hearts Two, and so I have a bias against Aerith, because Aerith in Kingdom Hearts Two specifically is such a non-character. She, the way she speaks, she's literally like, "We missed you guys. It's so good to see you. Oh, you, you're a bad guy. We're gonna beat you up." Oh, sassy remark. That's literally how she talks. I don't know who this voice actress they got for Kingdom Hearts 2 was, but it was not the same voice actress in the other games. In Kingdom Hearts 1, she sounds fine. In Kingdom Hearts 3, Remind, she sounds fine. In Final Fantasy 7 Remake, she sounds great. I I actually, I've, I've started loving Aerith because of the way she acts in Remake. Also, she has a little kitty mouth. Very cute, um, but goddamn, she she's she's just uh, okay. I'm gonna stop complaining about her. That's a that's a complaint for Kingdom Hearts episode. <laughs> I got it. I gotta get off that. Um, but yeah. So so she's just. Hey, how are we? It so Excuse me. And she's like, "Yeah, uh, my heart remembers." shouldn't and and like I, I feel like i'm connected to you in some way i shouldn't be and we're just like projections from your heart like leon and sudden you're like what the fuck are you talking about she's like nah this place isn't real so i was like that's right this is a castle and they're like but it's a town and he's like look i'm i'm just our stupid shonen protagonist i can't explain it any better than that it's a castle Um, and Aerith says some cryptic shit. She's like, your memories can lead you astray, Sora, and okay, so I'm going to drop the pretense. Chain of Memories is largely a game that's about um, how memories form our identity, and if you lose those memories or if those memories are altered through, like, you know, being gaslit or whatever, it can change who you are as a person. Hmm um and so, it actually this is gaslighting the game <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm not going to go through like every individual world because again it's just the kingdom hearts worlds except now they have some weird random lesson about memory um like in the alice in wonderland world instead of queen of hearts saying that her, someone tried to steal her heart someone tried to steal her memory Ooh, uh, yeah whatever um But here's the long and short of it. Sora, Donald, and Goofy are told that as they continue to ascend the castle, they will lose memories. But they will regain repressed memories. And at first they're told that's a function of the castle. It is not. uh, Because as Sora goes further up the castle, he starts to remember... There was a fourth friend in their friend group. It was not Sora, Riku, and Kairi. It was Sora, Riku, Kairi, and a girl named Namine. Um, Namine is a blonde girl with a white dress. Which I swear, the dress—it seems so short to me. <laughs> like it seems like it go like it ends so high up her thighs. That if she were to sneeze, that uh, it would suddenly become a, a fucking mature-rated game. Um, but I mean it's fine, I guess. Um not nominee's cute in Kingdom Hearts 1, and by the Kingdom Hearts 2, she becomes hot. <laughs> uh, cause you know, puberty and whatnot. But uh, yeah, he's like, yeah, Namine was on the islands with us. Totally, this is definitely a real thing that happened. And one day, like, there was a meteor shower, and she was afraid. And I promised that if a meteor came, I would knock it away like it was a fucking baseball, and I would protect her. And blah blah blah. blah. But like, the more he talks about Namine, the less he talks about Kyrie. In fact, he's he starts forgetting Kyrie altogether and uh we find out that Kyrie or sorry like Namine actually is in the castle and she is held hostage by organization 13 and she has the power to manipulate Sora's memories as she starts slowly replacing his memories of Kyrie with memories of herself she never knew Sora to begin with Sora is being straight up gaslit. (laughs) Um, Meanwhile, with Riku. um, As he's, like, working his way up, uh, Vexen, creepy mad scientist motherfucker, is like, I'm gonna do an experiment! (laughs) And he fucking goes down there, fights with Riku for a little bit, and steals some of riku's memories heart i don't know he caught co- he clones fucking riku's essence or some shit right and he dips and then a little bit later another riku walks up to riku and our riku's just like what the fuck and the other one's like pretty convincing huh yeah check it out i'm a replica uh i'm a perfect copy of you eat shit and die, you fuck. And Riku's just like, God, do I talk like that? And and so, okay, so this is Replica Riku, or as the fans will sometimes call him, Repliku. Um, He is a distinct character (laughs) from Riku. Um. Yeah, this series has everything from clones to time travel. Um, your your body will be split into two, but both of those halves simultaneously exist with your original body. So now there's just three of you. Um, that's not even... Okay, so let me... Let me say something about Nominate real quick. I believe I already touched on this, but she is technically a nobody. She can be considered Kyrie's nobody. Um, but the process of forming a nobody happens when a person's heart is overtaken by darkness, so their heart becomes a heartless. And then the body and soul left behind form the Nobot. This is a process that cannot occur. If a person's heart is unable to be overtaken by darkness. Kyrie is a princess of heart, meaning she has an entirely pure light heart. She cannot become a heartless, which is why when her heart was removed from her body, it did not form a heartless. It instead just went into Sora. But when her heart was removed from Sora's body, and you know his body underwent the process of splitting into a heartless and a nobody, it caused a weird chain reaction with Kyrie's heart, which formed a nobody. So Namine is the nobody of a heart, which means she is a being that is not supposed to exist even more considered not supposed to exist um Hmm. it also brings up the question did her body come from then to which i have to say i guess sora so i think sora's body was like split into two If it's Kyrie's heart and Sora's body, does that make nominee like their child? Probably. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a video called Kingdom Hearts 101 um, where best guy ever poses the question or no one of one of the people listening to him poses the question if Sora were to fuck Kyrie <laughs> um, or sorry, if Sora were to fuck nominee, what percentage of masturbation would it be?
2: At least seventy-five percent.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> what's funny is his answer was uh, for me one hundred percent. Um, like it's just very confusing. Um, but that that's nominee's deal. That's why she has specifically power over Sora's heart. Uh. But with Replica Riku, he knows he's a replica, and Riku has kind of been having an aversion to darkness ever since, you know, being possessed by a creepy old man who was already possessing another boy. (laughs) Yeah, it it occurred to me that Ansem is an old man possessing a young man split into two possessing a young man. (laughs) Kingdom Hearts. Um, gotta love it yeah it's, it's it makes total sense um but yeah so so riku's like i don't know man maybe darkness is bad and i shouldn't be touching that stuff and replica riku is like pussy <laughs> and just immediately turns into his dark form and he starts beating the shit out of riku um and then he runs off and he goes back to the organization he's like yeah, that guy sucks. He's afraid of the dark. <laughs> and Vexen's like, "Cool, cool. Hey, I'm gonna remove your memories of being a replica." He's like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, you're gonna fall into. You're gonna think that you're him." He's like, "No, I don't want to be the pussy." It's like, "Well, that sucks. I own you." <laughs> so, uh, so then Replica Riku starts going upstairs and attacking Sora in between floors, and Sora does not know about this replica bullshit. And because you play Sora's story first, the player does not know about this replica bullshit. You think that this is Riku who just shows up and is like, you suck, Sora. Forget the fact that we ended on good terms in Kingdom Hearts 1. I'm gonna take care of Naminé and you're a piece of shit. And You never cared about me and everyone's like, oh God damn it, Riku's on his fuck shit again. But actually, no, Riku is still a good boy. It's just that this replica is a piece of shit. Um... Okay, I gotta remember the order that people die in. Um, okay, first, in Sora's story, Vexen decides to attack Sora for some reason. I can't remember. Oh, I should say that Axel has introduced himself to Sora at this point. He showed up with a big, hello. It's like, uh, my name is Axel. Got it memorized. And Sora's just like, uh, sure. He's like, cool, let's fight. Um, Axel's first appearance immediately endears him to everybody who plays the game Uh, he is one of the best characters Um, but Axel's kind of like investigating other shit it seems he's acting very dodgy and strange but he so like Vexen goes down he's like fuck this. I'm, I'm going to deal with Sora myself. And then Marluxia is talking to Axel. Marluxia's in charge of this group, by the way. And he's like, Vexen has clearly committed a traitorous act against the organization. Traitors must be eliminated. And Axel's like, hmm. No taking that back later. And he disappears. Uh, Sora gets into a fight with Vexen. Vexen's like, um... If you allow yourself to be bound by the Chain of Memories, you will become a puppet, just like my Riku. And Sora's like, you're Riku, fuck you. Bleh, you're lying and all this stuff. Uh, Vexen's element is ice. His weapon is a big shield. He is a bitch to fight. <laughs> um, but Sora you know, manages to drive him back. And Vexen starts talking about Marluxia and how he's a piece of shit and all this stuff and just before Sora starts to be like what are you talking about let's talk about this a flaming chakram fucking flies from off screen hits Vexen in the face knocks him down and it's Axel and he's just like sorry Vexen but you know you've you you fucked up basically and Vexen starts freaking out he's like uh no, please. I don't want to. And then Axel just goes, goodbye. And snaps his fingers. And a burst of fire comes out of Vexen's chest. Ooh. And he, he just disintegrates.
2: <laughs>
0: the Vexen's fucking dead. And Sora saw it happen in front of him. And Sora turns around and he's like, what are you people? And Axel just gives this really like sad smile. And he's like, you know, I wish I knew. And then he disappears. And, uh, in the basement floors, Zexion and Lexius get wind that Vexen has been fucking murked. And Zexion is like, oh, we need both the hero of light and the hero of darkness for our fucking plan or whatever. But, and Lexius is like, all right, I'm going to go get Riku. Meanwhile, Riku has been seeing manifestations of Ansem and he's been like defending himself against him. But it's it seems like Ansem is trying to essentially come back to life and take Riku over again. Um, Like it's the remnants of him from inside of his heart, and he keeps getting repeatedly saved by the soul of Michael J. Moose. Um, Yeah, like projecting his heart into the castle. While he's trying to physically make his way there, so he keeps um, Riku from Ansem taking over. But like Riku and shit changes because Lexius kind of starts clapping Riku a little bit, and he Riku super hard. Riku falls to the floor, and Lexius is like, "All right, cool, that's over." But then Riku starts getting up, grabs his sword, the Soul Edge. And immediately does, like... You know the anime thing where they disappear? And then they're on the, the other side of you with, like, their sword drawn, like they just slashed? He does that. And he's fucking bisected Lexius, who disintegrates and dies. And then he talks with a double voice. It's Riku and Ansem voices together. And he's, like, too slow. Um, and then fucking Mickey Moose has to save him again, because Ansem almost took over his body. Uh, at that point, Larxene just... Larxene shows up, starts kicking Sora around. Um, the Wayfinder that Kyrie gave Sora now looks like a little star charm to him, uh, because Naminé's fucking with him, and... Larkscene's like mocking mocking him and just being a cunt. Fucking, <laughs> I don't like scene. She's she takes the whole like bully sadist thing way too far for my liking. Um, but Sora murders her, so it's fine. So she's dead too. So that's three members of Organization Thirteen are dead already. And I just realized I've been going for an hour or so. So, it's time for a, an ad break. Alright, that was our ad break.
1: We're back!
0: Uh,
1: was that a fucking Sonic the Hedgehog reference? <laughs> Not intentionally, but my, that <laughs> might have been subconscious. I can't promise that that wasn't.
0: Uh, <laughs> either that or it's that dinosaur movie.
1: Yeah.
0: You know the one.
2: Well, I think <laughs> Which so? one? I know, like, five.
0: It's called We Are Back.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm stupid. Leave me alone.
0: <laughs> uh, hey, guys. What, what, what would you make of this chain of memory story so far?
2: I like it. Yeah.
0: Really? hmm Oh, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, like I should say Chain of Memories. I mean I'm just does...
1: I'm just vibing with it. <laughs> mm.
0: Chain of Memories actually does have an interesting story because a lot of the coolness of it is the mystery of not knowing what the fuck is going on and seeing these new characters. Like I should say the first Kingdom Hearts game had very few Kingdom Hearts original characters. It was basically just Sora, Kairi, Riku, and Ansem. So introducing the organization was really good because it helps kingdom hearts have its own identity separate from disney and final fantasy um and so for all that it is an interesting story it is just bogged down by the gameplay and so i am i'm not describing it as enthusiastically as i could be because of that um but yes, it is, it is legitimately a neat story when you experience it. Um, it's also rough because I'm trying to explain both Riku and Sora's stories concurrently, uh, which is difficult because you experience them one at a time. Um, but anyway, so Sora killed... Uh, oh, shit, that's right. Okay, right before... Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. Right before uh, Sora killed uh, Larxene, um he got into another fight with Replica Kariku It is the third fight that you have with this motherfucker. He will not leave you alone. Um, but Nominee actually shows up. Because at one point, Marluxia's like, oh, I'm going to go deal with some shit. Axel, watch Nominee. And Axel's sitting there with Naminé and he's just like, hey Naminé, have you noticed that Marlouche has been gone a while? And she's like, what do you mean? He's like, I'm just saying that if you were to try to escape, there's no one here that would want to stop you. As she takes the hint and she leaves and he's like, just make it count. Um, So Axel, pulling some underhanded shit, lets Naminé go. She runs down and She sees Sora and Replica Riku fighting. She's like, stop. And Replica Riku's about to deal a finishing blow to Sora. And she's like, I said stop. And you see this like fucking jolt go through his head. And he just falls to the ground limp. And his eyes are open. And he just looks like a dead body. (laughs) And of course, Sora starts freaking out. And Larxene shows up. He's like, "Ha, you dumb bitch. Riku was never here. That that thing is just a puppet, one of Vexen's creepy experiments. Um, so that's when we get the. the... Oh, that was replicating. Actually, the game kind of fucking ruins it because when you beat bosses in this game, you get an enemy card with their boss name. So the first time you beat Axel, you get an Axel card, and if you play it, it powers up your fire moves and stuff like that. When you beat Riku, for this third time, you get a card that straight up says Replica Riku, before you get this cutscene. So, way to spoil your own story, Kingdom Hearts. Um, yeah, she's like that thing's just a puppet. Mocks Sora for a while. Sora fucking murder, sir, deserved. Um, and then in the in the basement again, sounds like, oh shit, a bunch of us are dying. I better get more involved <laughs> and confront Riku directly. Um, but before that happens, we actually finish Sora's story. So, Namine explains everything that she did to Sora, says she's sorry she was held hostage, but also admittedly, she, it wasn't just because she was held hostage, she's been alone this entire time. And so she did want Sora as a friend. So she kind of was, like, more willing to fuck with him if it meant getting a friend out of it. It's bad. Um, And so, Sora is still, like, completely pro love with Naminé and shit. So she's getting upset, and he's like, no, don't cry. And You start to realize it runs real deep because her response to him saying "Don't cry" is, "You're right. I don't really have the right to." Um, Nominating Gina Memories is extremely fucking depressing. Uh, Like, uh, she tells him, "Like I can put all your memories back the way that they were before." Um, but in order to do that, I have to undo the links that I created while you were here. Basically, you won't remember the events of Castle Oblivion. Uh, so you can either keep your current memories or get your original ones. And Sora thinks for a little bit, and then he's like, make me the way I was. And she's just like, she's smiling, but it's clearly really forced. And she's like, oh, yeah, of course. I mean, nobody needs a bunch of fake memories, right? You want to go back to the people who really matter to you. Anybody would choose that. And it just stays silent for like 15 seconds. It's really not cool. <laughs> um, yeah, because this game has a lot to do with like loneliness and, you know, trying to, you know, be friends with a friend group that isn't yours and uh, <laughs> all this shit gaslighting. And it's, this is where we're getting into peak like existential drama of kingdom hearts. Um, I feel I should say that 2004 to 2006, which is chain of memories to kingdom hearts two, This was the prime hot topic era. This was, like, full-on emo days. This was your escape the fate. This was your fucking My Chemical Romance.
2: Oh, that um, brings me back. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, um, this... Uh, the the game reflected it. Like, I, I think I heard somebody say that Kingdom Hearts 2 is the most hot-topic game to ever exist. <laughs> It's accurate. Um, so, it might not be the most Spencer's game to ever exist, but it is the most hot topic game to ever exist.
2: Might be my favorite one out of the series, son.
0: It is most people's favorite one out of the series. It's mine. I fucking adore Kingdom Hearts two. It's an easy ten out of ten for me. Mm. Um, if you if you decide to only ever play one of these games in your life, play Kingdom Hearts 2, do it. Pussy. <laughs> um, so, Nominate's like, all right, in order to fix your memories, we got to go up to the 13th floor, but Marluxia's up there, so you're going to have to have a final boss fight. So I was like, yeah, that tracks. They go up there. Um, leave nominate behind with riku's dead fucking body (laughs) uh replica riku and um as you're going up there we see cutscenes of axel confronting marluxia and axel's like yeah i i found out from lark's scene because i pretended to her that i was in on it so she spilled the whole beans so you guys have had this conspiracy where you were going to manipulate the memories of the Keyblade Master, Sora, um, and you were going to make him fall in love with Naminé, so as long as you had Naminé hostage, she would do anything that you say, and she would essentially give orders to Sora, who would in turn do anything she says, and then you would use Sora to attack the organization, and you would have a big coup, and you guys would become the leaders of the organization. And Mar-Lush is like, yes, that was indeed our plan. <laughs> Uh, and uh, you've ruined it by releasing nominee. and Axel's like hey do you remember that order from before that traitors must be eliminated well it's pretty clear to me that you've betrayed the organization so I'm here to fucking kill you (laughs) and so Axel and Marluxia get into a sick fight where Axel's got his fire chakrams and Marluxia's got his fucking flower scythe and is like they're they're fighting at like different ranges and stuff and it's a big back and forth. But it's um just somehow teleports Namine into his clutches and holds her in front of him. And Axel's like what? You're using a human shield? I mean, I'll just Alright, I'll cut through her. That's fine. <laughs> and uh, oh, I guess I should take a moment to mention that. All of the organization members are based on a Final Fantasy class. Um, I guess, except for the ones that died in Castle Oblivion. But, uh, uh, well, okay, like Larxine is ninja. I know that. Um, like Luxord is gambler, and um, Xemnas is sorcerer, and Uh, All this stuff. Axel is assassin. So he is straight up the assassin of the organization. Um, But Sora shows up and Marluxia pulling some manipulative ass bullshit is like, Sora, are you listening? Uh, Axel says he'll cut through nominee to get to me, but you won't let that happen, will you? And so Sora stances up and Axel's like, oh, come on. Are you Marluxia's pawn already? You get one more fight with Axel. It's ambiguous enough that it looks like maybe he died, because they have this like this effect that happens when they die, where they disintegrate, right? And um, gets like a similar effect where he's covered in darkness. But it's ambiguous enough that it could also be one of the portals of darkness that they open, which it is. Um, he's fine. Don't worry. Axel will fucking live forever. Uh. Uh, so then Sora gets a a fight with oh wait yeah he can't fight with Marluxia because Marluxia is still using Naminé as a human shield he talks to Riku and suddenly you hear think again and a fucking portal opens and Riku jumps out and slashes him and And Sora's like Riku and he's like no just an imitation so please replica um, he's like, oh, why are, you, why are you trying to protect that girl? And he's like, even if it was a phantom memory, I still promise to protect Naminé, and I will. Um, and Marluxia or have a boss battle with me. So you fight Marluxia, you beat him, and he's like, haha, just kidding, that was my fucking flower shadow clone jutsu. And he just breaks into flower petals. And it's like, okay, the real Marluxia is in the door up ahead. You get your fucking end game warning. Sword is in there. Marluxia becomes a weird monstrosity where it's like, okay, his top half is normal. His bottom half is a big gray monster with like two sickle arms, like a praying mantis kind of thing. So he's kind of riding around on this giant, like, monster bottom half. You beat that, and then he gets another phase where he's back to normal, but now he's got a big gray Grim Reaper floating behind him. And the area looks like a space void. It's pretty cool. I won't lie. Um, it is very Final Fantasy. But you beat him again. He fucking dies. Sora like glares upward at the space where he was. She's like, yeah, I killed you, motherfucker. I've got a taste for blood now. <laughs> uh, Sora goes back to Naminé. She takes him to this big flower-shaped pod and is like, all right, get in the weird cryo chamber. I'm gonna put you to sleep for a while and fuck with your heart. And he's like, all right. And then he starts to get in and Goofy's like, or, or no, Donald Weirdly is like oh, we're going to forget you, then how are we going to remember to thank you? And Jiminy's like don't worry, I'll put a big note in my journal that just says thank nominee. No explanation, no no reminding us who nominee is or what she did, but we will see thank nominee when we wake up. <laughs> I should also say that um, as soon as they entered the castle, the journal that Jimmy had gets completely like wiped clean, it becomes blank. Um oh. which means if you spent Kingdom Hearts one getting one hundred percent of the journal completed, fuck you. <laughs> it is very painful because I did that. So but don't worry, the journal's not really empty. It's it will be a perfect plot point for Kingdom Hearts Recoded, the game that nobody likes. Which is the third time we do Kingdom Hearts one by the way. I'm not looking forward to that episode. Um so Sora gets in there, he goes to sleep. Oh, I guess I should say that Nominee like earlier when she first appeared. Sora was having memories of Destiny Island. He saw Naminé there. And then there, like, a ghostly version of Naminé was behind him. So there was two of them. So one of them was the memory projection that Naminé put into his heart. And the other one was actually Naminé in that physical space. And they just started doing this creepy back and forth where she's like, I don't exist inside your heart. I've never existed in anyone's heart. I don't exist anywhere at all. And Sora's rightfully like, what the fuck is going on? so yeah that was when she explained all that shit to him um he's like all right you know when i wake up uh we're gonna be friends for real no more lies and they pinky promise and it's very cute um and he goes to sleep and he will continue to be asleep for quite a while um oh and uh (laughs) <laughs> Donald and Goofy have to go get like the economy pods, by the way. They don't get the big fancy pod. They get little slim pods that can barely fit one person. <laughs> <So> fuck them. <laughs> um, meanwhile, in the basement, Zexion gets the news that um, at this point, Vexen, Larkseen, uh, no. Vexen, Lexius, Larkseen, and Marluxia are all dead. Um, He tries to fuck with Riku by making an illusion of Sora, who's attacking him. Oh yeah, Zexion's um, element is illusion, and his weapon is a fucking book. So he just, he has an open book in front of him and makes a bunch of illusions. And in his case, he makes an illusion covering himself so he's acting as Sora um, and he blasts Riku with light and Riku has a scene that mirrors when Sora turned into a heartless in the first game where Sora was like falling falling into darkness Riku's like falling into light uh, so that that's like our first hint that's like hey darkness and light aren't this strict good and evil shit either one can kill you um which is cool it's very Taoist, um but riku sees a vision of Kyrie, and we get this slight echo effect of like nominee over top of her for uh, a second so we realize that nominee is actually the one that's talking to him but she's like using the familiar form of Kyrie to talk to him and she's like uh you can get through this and he's like how there's no way I can survive this, and she's like, "Use the darkness." And he's like, "The darkness, the darkness is you know what got me into all this trouble in the first place." She's like, "Maybe, but it's still your power, you know. Just follow the darkness; it will f- send you back to your friends." And he's like, "Do you really think I can do that?" And she's like, "You don't want to." And he's like, "You're right. I do." So he calls upon darkness willingly for the first time in the game. He cuts through the illusion, gets into a big boss fight with Zexion, and Zexion barely escapes. He like limps away back to his little hidey hole. He's like, I've never seen anyone wear darkness the way that he does. Um and then Axel shows up with replica Riku. And Axel's like, hey if you want to be more than a replica you need some power that's unique to you you know something that riku doesn't have this guy's as good a place to start as any and he just eggs replica riku on to essentially just grab zexion kill him and then axel remarks sorry zexion but you found out way too much Axel really just orchestrated the death of five organization members in this castle. It's pretty hardcore. (laughs) Uh, He earned that assassin title, I'll tell you that much. But uh, Riku... Oh, I should say that this game is the first game we actually see Twilight Town. Um, Vexen made a, a card out of it using what he told Sora was memories from the other side of your heart, which means Roxas. It's Roxas, I'm not beat around the bush. Um, but uh, when Riku is in Twilight Town, he sees Ansem appear again and he starts to stance up. But then he relaxes and like puts his weapon away. And Ansem's like, what? You're not going to fight me this time? And he's just like, you're not Ansem. You- oh, I should say, okay. In this game, Riku had a weird smell thing. He kept like smelling everyone. Like, I smell darkness in this area. Darkness definitely has a smell. Oh, you have darkness. I hate you. I'm going to kill you. At one point, he is talking to a nominee. And he's like, you and Kyrie smell the same. Riku please stop going around smelling people. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. They never acknowledge it in future games. And I Um but yeah, he's just like you're not handsome. You don't smell like him. And and there's this weird data effect that covers him and then he transforms into a guy with red bandages all over his face and he's like Diz or so I have known. Um So, I think I've already told you that Ansem the Wise, when he got banished to the Realm of Darkness, he started losing bits of his identity, and he started becoming, like, consumed with vengeance. He wants to get back at Xehanort and the other members (coughs) of the organization, and he found a way to escape the darkness, and he became this guy, Diz. So, funnily enough, being like, you're not Ansem, it's like, well, actually, I am. (laughs) I'm just not the jackass who stole my name. Um, So this is Ansem the Wise, but you can just continue to refer to him as Diz for now. And Riku's like, so the person that gave me the card in the first place when I was floating in the realm of darkness, that was you. You were imitating Ansem again at that time. He's like, oh, you figured that out. He's like, why did you help me? He's like, "Uh, I need allies to help me fuck up the organization long and short of it. He's like, oh, okay. Um, Riku has one last encounter with Replica Riku, and they have this legendary scene in front of the Twilight Town mansion, where um, where Riku asks something like, "How did you know I'd be here?" or something like that, and Replica Riku goes, "Because I'm you," and Riku says, "No, I'm me." And Replica Riku says, I'm me, he says. <laughs> it's just a very surreal moment. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, and ReplicaRiku starts laying it all out there. He's like, uh, take unique power for my own. But it's not enough. Yeah, I still don't feel like my own person. My heart and my body, they're all copies of someone else. As long as you exist, I'll never be more than a shadow. And he fucking tries to kill Riku, but at this point Riku is wielding both light and darkness um, without fear of using either. And he manages to beat Replica Riku. And Replica Riku starts dissolving into a pool of darkness on the ground as he lays there. And he's like, it looks like this is it. Well, that's fine good riddance to a phony life and Riku doesn't really seem to know what to say and replica Riku is just like I've been wondering everything about me is an imitation what happens to a replica like me when I die do I just disappear and Riku says you won't disappear maybe you'll even go to the same place that I do And Replica Riku just chuckles and is like a faithful imitation right to the end, huh? Well, that's okay, I guess. And he disappears. Ooh. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts gets fucking depressing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. But, um, so at that point, Riku uh, Oh, Mickey shows up. He finally caught up. He's there physically now. Um, They see Diz, and the three of them are like, okay, what's the next move? And um, Diz is like, hey, uh, your friend is upstairs. You should go to him. So Riku goes to the 13th floor, sees that Sora is sleeping. Naminé explains the gist to him. Like, I need to put Sora's memories back together. Um... It's gonna take a while, but hey, I can work on you too. And he's like, What do you mean? She's like, Well, um, I can I can put a lock on your heart. Basically, I'll make you forget your trauma, which is what this big allegory is, because Ansom is an allegory of like CPTSD and all this stuff. Um, she's like, I can put a lock on your heart so that the Ansem that resides inside. Can never take you over again. It'll be like you never got possessed by Ansem at all. Um in order to do that, I've got to fuck with your chain of memories. So you will uh forget about this place. Just like Sora is. And but you'll forever be safe from ansem And Riku looks at Sora in the sleeping pod. He's like, look at him sleeping like there's nothing wrong. like He's got no care in the world. You know, he's always been this way. Even on the Destiny Islands, when we all agreed to make a raft, he would go and take a nap on the beach and leave me to do all the work. Well, I'm going to tell him off when he wakes up. But I can't do that if I've forgotten what happened. And Naminé looks a little bit surprised, and he's like, I'm going to keep my memories. I don't need a lock on my heart. I'm going to deal with Ansem on my own. And she seems satisfied with that. So he goes down. They make a card that's going to somehow manifest Ansem physically in one of the rooms. And he goes in there, has a big final boss fight with Ansem. Managed to beat him. But the explosion of darkness from Ansem dying starts to overtake him. So Mickey rushes in and is like, Oh huh? God! I know you said you wanted to deal with this on your own, but surely you don't mind a little help, huh? Um, I should also point out that Mickey sounds um the original voice actor for Mickey. I think was like dying of cancer or something at this point. Okay, so um he he was a little bit strained when he was uh, voicing this. So that's Mickey's sad. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mickey gets a new voice actor after that game. Well, after, you know, 2007, because that was also him in Kingdom Hearts 2, but you get what I mean. Wibbly-wombly, timey-wimey. So at the very end of Chain of Memories, we see Mickey being like, I think it's pretty cool that, you know, you're trying to tackle darkness without being evil. Um, it's an interesting road. I'd like to walk that road with you. And the last cutscene we see is the the grassy field again that Sora was first walking through. And now Mickey and Riku are both wearing the black cloaks that the organization wears. Uh, Diz gave them to, to both of them and explained that these black cloaks block out darkness. They'll keep you safe from... Uh, the organization's gaze. They won't be able to track you, essentially. And so they're walk they're wearing these cloaks. They see Diz standing at a crossroads. And Riku's like, what are you making me choose now? And Diz is like, between the road to light and he gestures to his right and the lo- and the road to darkness and he gestures to his left. And Riku goes, Neither suits me. And he just keeps walking past him and he goes, I'm taking the middle road. And Diz is like, do you mean the Twilight Road to Nightfall? And Riku just smiles and looks back and goes, no, it's the Road to Dawn. And they start playing the credits music and that's it. That's Chain of Memories. Cool. I. This is the game that made most people fall in love with Riku as a character because the idea that he's taking darkness which is a tool that's most often used by evil people but he's trying to use it in tandem with light it's very cool um it makes him very different from Sora who is just a light boy um and and again it's it's very Taoist shit and the idea that like Diz had this incredibly like negative view of that. Like, oh, that'll be your downfall. That's nightfall. And Riku's like, no, it's a new start. It's dawn. Um, in fact, that line apparently was so impactful for Riku that soon after... So you remember how Riku initially was like bequeathed a Keyblade by Terra? And so he was always supposed to have a Keyblade... And so he was going to get the Kingdom Key, but it went to Sora instead. Well, he's still able to make a Keyblade. And the weapon that he's been using this whole time, Soul Edge, is sort of like a proto-Keyblade. So, later on, it becomes a true Keyblade. And it still has this like dark design with like the eyeball and everything, but it's also now half-light. It gets like, an angel wing and stuff like that. And it becomes a keyblade called Way to the Dawn. Hmm. And truly, Way to the Dawn is one of the most emo fucking weapons that there has ever been. <laughs> um, it, it's just cool, though. Later on, he will eventually trade it in for a much more practical-looking modern weapon, but f- 2006 it's pretty sick uh all right that's chain of memories it is um it's a story full of intrigue and twists and turns and dispense um a lot of dark themes uh a lot of memes (laughs) um that is bogged down by half-baked gameplay um Kingdom Hearts as a series does this thing where they'll keep experimenting with new gameplay elements and whenever one works they will find a way to incorporate it into the core games Chain of Memories did not work they did not incorporate that
1: <laughs>
0: <clears throat> so uh I guess the only other thing I should say is like, I should say a little bit more about the nobodies who died here. Um, Larxine's element is electricity, and she has little throwing daggers. Um, uh, I said Vexen. Lexius, his element is Earth, and his weapon is referred to as a tomahawk, but it's definitely not a tomahawk. Um, a tomahawk is a throwing axe. Um, this is like uh, no, wait, it, it's, or it's like, is it referred to as a claymore? No, I think the one that's called a claymore is this big like paddle thing that Sykes has. Like, they just call some of these weapons things that they're not. His his weapon is, okay, imagine like, like, okay, you know how a halberd is like this big curved, blade um, at the end of a long spear imagine like a handheld one of those like instead of a long spear it's just a little stick (laughs) but you've still got the full size curved blade it's like a really fucked up looking sword is what it is is what he's got um Vexen, Marluxia... Yeah, that's everyone. Oh, and if I didn't already say it, Axel's element is fire, and his weapons are these cool, like, chakrams. Um, they're not really bladed; they're spiked, so they're different. Uh, um, I'm just trying to think, is there anything else that matters for Chain of Memories? Uh... No, no, not really. All right. Uh, I will ask once again, do you guys got any questions about the Kingdom Hearts series so far? And, like, you are free to, like, ask, like, what the fuck is this? Or, like, how does this work? <laughs> or, like, what's the deal with this character? Like, you can ask questions.
1: I'm good. I'm just vibing.
2: Yeah, I don't have any questions either. Still half asleep. <laughs>
0: That's fair. I'm sure I did nothing to wake you
2: up. <laughs> I mean, it's also a compliment you didn't put me to sleep either, though.
0: <laughs> That's true. You know what? I will take that as a win because...
1: For two very tired people to just sit intently listening to something likely in their beds wait are you guys in your beds because i'm in my bed oh, yes
2: i'm in my bed okay yes.
1: <laughs> without falling asleep is impressive i've wow.
2: done that before on a when we recorded once i actually did fall asleep
0: <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> what is that?
2: uh that was uh, <laughs> a couple episodes ago actually
0: <laughs> what was that the luke skywalker or something
2: no, it wasn't that one. It was uh
0: one of the anime ones?
2: Yeah. Okay. I forget which one.
0: <laughs> was it wait, was it the Phantom Thieves, the one we just did?
2: I think that might have been it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh now I want to re-listen to that and try and pick out where Yeah, I you gotta
1: figure play. out the exact moment that he that his soul left his body for a moment. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, because I remember that was another one where it was a bunch of me doing talking and so I wasn't
1: getting a lot of responses yeah yeah, (laughs) man and this time you probably missed a couple of because I know know there was at least once that I like had a big laugh about something and my phone was locked and I was like ah shit that wasn't on the recording (laughs) (laughs) unlocked the phone again yeah. Oh, trust me. I can. I I know
0: when your guys' uh, phones uh lock up because there's always this slight like sound in the background, but then it just goes dead quiet.
1: I'm like, all right, <laughs> I'm not hearing them. Okay. Yeah. It's like so we're yeah. here, but we're not here.
2: I go yeah. back and forth between muting myself mm-hmm. and unmuting myself because I move a lot and my bed squeaks. So. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, don't want people thinking that you're uh, getting up to shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, mis- <laughs>
1: X-rated podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> maybe get a few extra views.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, like, turn it say, into an OnlyFans uh, podcast. <laughs> Audio only. <laughs> it's you some Asmar stuff. Maybe you just, you just hear.
0: Yeah. Just... oh have you okay have you ever seen uh, Futurama loved it there's a really good early joke where um, Fry is trying to sleep and he just hears a bunch of squeaking on the other side he's like can you two keep it down already and it crosses the wall and it's just a couple of robots playing poker but they've got like uh, accordion middles sorry and they employ uh, like motor oil to them
1: uh, that's <laughs> very funny I like that.
0: Yeah. Alright. Uh, you guys can join the Cape Corner Discord. You can uh, make suggestions for what you want to hear. If you're tired of hearing about fucking Kingdom Hearts, post a suggestion about uh, something else that you want to listen to. Um, yeah,
1: let us know if you don't want to hear these anymore, because we're going to keep doing them. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I like really if, rubbed off on you. you yeah, like we're, if, we, if we're not given any indication that you don't want to hear this, you're gonna keep fucking hearing this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying, um, "Tell us that you don't want to hear it, and then we'll keep doing it anyway, despite
1: you." Oh no, <laughs> uh, you know what? Sure. Yeah.
2: And don't forget to subscribe to Blues Only Fans. Yeah. Yes. Oh, screw. <laughs>
1: Blues audio only, only fans. Yeah, my my
0: naked twerking video is really taking off right now. Yeah, it's
1: audio only, but you you know he's doing it. You yeah, can he hear, can it hear it clapping. The
0: <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a it sounds like an audience that just listened to a classical composition. <laughs> I'm quadruple caked up. All right, <laughs> um. What was I saying? <laughs> oh, Talking yeah, about yeah, all yeah. that cake? Yeah. I'm, I'm the entire bakery over here. Um, you can uh, follow my Twitter at Cape Corner. Um, my personal Twitter is at Beyond Blue 13 Jay is at Jay Vicarelli on Twitter. Uh, Jordan is at JordanBlueMan. But you can also follow his podcast
1: at uh, Phantom Optimus. I almost said Cape Corner. <laughs> And I completely forgot to post last week's episode, so this week I'm going to post last week's episode, and then next week we're yeah, and then next week we're going to cover the final two episodes of She-Hulk. All right, oh, I still good. have
2: to catch up on that.
1: It's good. Yeah, I've been
2: planning to. I've just been busy.
0: Uh, it's really good. I'm I'm trying to simultaneously juggle She-Hulk. Uh Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, and now my hero academia is back.
1: So mm. y'all checked out Werewolf by Night. I, I haven't even have heard, heard of that. that. Okay. There's it's... there's gonna be a fandom optimist about it in the next couple of weeks. Um it's really cool. It's it's I'm a lot it's a lot cooler than it has any right to be. It's really good. I'm definitely watching it soon.
0: I'm just trying to figure out if my housemates want to watch it with me. Oh nice. Um because, you know, it's Halloween, spoopy season, so it's a good time to watch it, um, which is, I assume, why they brought it out at this time. <laughs> uh, let's see. You can support the series on my Anchor page. It works just like Patreon. You can choose an amount that you want to pay every month and maybe get some benefits out of it. Um, did, the, did, the, did the microphone pick up my stomach just now? Jesus Christ.
2: That might have been me eating. I'm sorry.
0: No, no, no. It was my stomach just went.
2: Oh,
0: <laughs> sound like a fucking humpback whale. Um.
2: That's another thing you can get on your OnlyFans.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Please do not insinuate that I commit BCL.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about the audio only thing. <laughs>
0: Oh, what like like a fucking asthma. Okay. Yeah. Man. Well, at that point it's just furry. It's not bestiality, so it's fine.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> um We need to stop this bit. It's going to be People us. are going to believe it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, is there anything else to say? And I was like, no. I think we're done. So, Bye. Uh, okay. Bye. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, outro. Uh, stay strong, stay true to yourselves. Get plenty of sleep. I didn't. Look that what wasn't happened.
2: rushed at all.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> you know. And remember, we can all be heroes.
0: <laughs> uh, that's so fucking cursed.